Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everyone. We're just a few minutes launching the show today. I actually was out having breakfast at Harbor Docks, had my granddaughter Ashton with me, and had Josh, my oldest son, came by to just hang out and have a little breakfast with us. So I'm getting back here a little late. I do apologize, but I tell you what, life is good. Life is exciting when you're actually in network marketing and and you rock it on. Almost. And and it's like I just it's exciting because life changes daily. But when you're focused on where you're going, when you focus on your larger purpose, then you all of a sudden know that you're moving in the right direction. It is wonderful to see it. And you and, and, and I know I sound a little scattered because I'm getting out the book and I'm getting ready here, but it's it's one of those things that when I look at it, I think, man, where would I have been had I not decided on MLM? I had not decided on network marketing. Now, God's always got a plan, so I'd have ended up somewhere. But most people that enter into this business don't really remember or, or enter in knowing that, hey, it's a vehicle. It's not the destination. It's the vehicle to the destination. And Greg Hartman in his book, Due, Due Diligence, Cutting Through the Crap of MLM, or Network Marketing, in this chapter today really does cover that. And I want you, I want you to see this because I love this. He says, What's my bigger purpose? He says, the common pat answer people give for joining a network marketing business is to get rich or make lots of money. Heck, isn't MLM, doesn't that stand for make lots of money? Yet the majority of these people hardly ever make any money. Now, I see this like crazy. And here's what I see. I see people jumping into every get-rich-queen get rich scheme fast moving opportunity out there if one company launches and it it gets momentum and it looks good then somebody tries to twist or tweak it to make it a faster money game and i find that sad a few years ago we didn't see quite as much of this a few years ago literally we we saw a company called noni launching the functional health beverages and right after that well not right after but a few years after that we saw Zango come along. A few years after Zango, you know, here came Monavi. Now, during that same period, we saw a company really really start to launch the energy drink craze It called Drink Act. And right after that, we saw a company that is still around today rocking it bigger than ever, Vima, come out with the healthiest energy drink. I think it's number seven now in the world. So it's not that companies launch and companies follow that aren't solid – What happens is, and this is the kicker, is that too many times because people, especially in a down economy, are susceptible to anything that can help them get out of their financial dilemma, they don't think about their why enough. They don't think about why am I doing this business. All they think about is if I can get money fast, I'm okay. I want you to listen to what Greg wrote. He said, for most people, getting rich... For the sake of getting rich will not inspire you to do anything. In order to achieve any kind of success in network marketing, you must be driven by something bigger 
than the money of getting rich. Now, I, I've, I've talked a lot about these these unique bid auctions lately, and I, and I want to hone in on this for a second in, in this in what he just said. Some people say that that any type of unique bid auction is kind of like poker, gambling. Well, I think people go out and they pay the play the slot machines to get rich. Oh, if I can just win, just like they do the lottery. It's it's a lotto mentality. But then I see people that play Texas Hold'em that are experts, skilled mathematicians, skilled skilled card players. They win and they donate their money to charity. See, the the act of playing isn't about winning and getting rich. It's about giving something away. It's about the challenge of the hunt. When you're following your purpose in life, the challenge of the hunt keeps you going bigger and bigger. Greg writes this, and I've done this. If I, matter of fact, I challenge you. If you look at the Forbes top, <coughs> excuse me, 400 richest people in the world, you will see none of them said I wanted to get rich. It was about the money. He says, if you study history, you will find throughout time that people who generated large sums of money and wealth rarely had these two items in mind as they set out on their journey. They were driven by a much larger passion a mission to improve, change, affect, or create something that they felt their community, their family, the industry they were in, or the world needed desperately. Now, Greg uses Bill Gates as an example, and I thought this was great. I, I know Bill Gates' story pretty good. I've studied it. I know Steve Ballmer is probably better than Bill Gates, but he says Bill Gates did not set out with the intention of being the richest man in the world or even a billionaire, and that's absolutely right. When you study what Bill Gates said when he was a, when he was in his 20s, his vision, his focus was to dominate the personal computer industry by having the best, I don't know about the best, but having the most operating systems. At one time, they controlled almost 95% of all PC computers. I don't know what it is today. But he knew if he could dominate the masses, that they would be able to change the world. What started out as DOS, a dirty operating program, or a dirty operating system is what it was called, they created Windows. See, it's amazing because Greg is so dead on on this. Oprah Winfrey, richest female in the world, didn't start out to be the richest female in the world. She just wanted to prove to people you can be born black. You can be born on the wrong side of the tracks. You can be abused as a child. But you don't have to be a victim. It's amazing when I look at this. Steve Jobs, rest in peace, did not start out to become the CEO and the founder of the most valued company in the world. Think about that for a second. Apple Computers classified the most valuable publicly traded company in the world, and yet they're smaller than Microsoft. Did you ever figure that one out? It goes back to what Greg just said. Steve Jobs had a purpose. He wanted to change people's experiences with their PC computer. See, this is what really changes the world and makes it a better place to live. The Scottish writer Thomas Carlyle once said, A man without a goal is like a ship without a rudder. If your only focus in life is to join a network marketing company because you hear somebody say you can get rich quick, 
First of all, you will not get rich quick. You will fail. And you may say, Troy, you don't know what you're talking about. I've made a lot of money. I've been in 125 of those companies. Hello. The reason being is because probably the founders of those companies did not have longevity in mind. They weren't focused on where they were going. The goals weren't there. And at the end of the day, whether you call them goals or objectives like I do, they're the key to what makes things work. Mark Yarnell, a close friend of Greg's and somebody I'm getting to know from a distance. We're hoping to interview him and do his book not too long from now. says, a goal is really your permanent purpose. Greg says, another way that's actually getting in touch with the reason, uh, another way to say it is, you're actually getting in touch with the reason God has you here on this planet and the difference that you're here to make. I thought that was pretty good. Now, Greg comes from a background with landmark education, um, similar to Clemmer & Associates, powerful company, awesome company. And he's learned some great things. And one of the things he learned from Landmark that he puts in the book, and, and look, you can go to go, you can go to do due diligence, that's D-O-D-U-E, diligence.com. You can learn more about Greg, more about this book. But he says, Designing your life based on the future you are living into. This is one of the the processes that they use in Landmark, and this is something that he learned. And I love that. Designing your life based on the future you are living into. It could be like one of those Batman and Robin riddles, I know, but it's pretty deep when you think about it. Now, we're going to get into something here that's going to probably be freaky to some of you. But Greg says, get out a pen and paper. And I want you to jot down some of the ideas that come to you about the reason God put you here. But he says, one of the first things that I want you to do is something that he learned by, from Bob Schmidt. And here's what he says. He says, one of, these, one of, one of this first exercise is one that my mentor, Bob Schmidt, had me do called writing your eulogy. Now, during the writing of this book, Bob Schmidt passed away. He he died doing what he loved, kiking down a river, and he drowned. But Bob was one of the top producing network marketing distributors of all time for 30 years. I think it was 30 out of out of 32 or 33 years that he was in this business. He was a million dollar earner, and yet very few people outside of his organization knew who he was. Those of us that were privileged to know him had a remarkable friend because Bob was just a good old boy living his dreams. The last company that he joined, he joined because he was dying. And he found a product that helped helped turn his life around. It was a remarkable story in and of itself. He left a great wife, great family, and he left a great legacy. But here Bob says, Write your eulogy. Now, some people may think that's morbid. But how do you want to be remembered? You know, when I was in my 20s, if I'd have died, my my eulogy would probably have not been very big. But then I was cocky, egotistical, 
used to tell people, you can bury me face down so everybody can kiss my butt goodbye. I was mean. I was power hungry. I don't even know if they'd have found six people to carry my casket. Just don't know. See, we don't think about this when we're when we're young. But sooner or later, somebody's going to read that eulogy. I remember walking into a man's house once. His his name was Leo Ratty. Phenomenal man. One of the biggest independent oil tycoons during the 70s and the 80s in the Midwest. Owned refineries, owned oil wells, owned gas stations. Ended up selling his company to Peaster Oil Company and retired. On his desk was his eulogy. How he wanted to be remembered when he was gone. Now think about this. If you're writing your eulogy, it's probably going to be about your purpose in life. What you wanted to accomplish. See, mine's very simple. I just want to be remembered as somebody who cared more about his family and others than he cared about himself. Somebody that was willing to lead the next generation into a remarkable relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't hide from that. People know that. I talk about it in all my all my teachings. I don't just go out and puke on everybody what my faith is either. But I have a passion for this. And I do my best to live that life. I don't want to make enemies anymore. I don't want to be number one anymore. God didn't create me as number one. Matter of fact, I have a bracelet that I wear that says I am second. And it's not just me. It's a complete movement across the world of people that said it's not about being number one. It's about helping other people. And in some cases, they are number one. See, network marketing means a lot of different things to a lot of people. But those of us that have succeeded in it did not succeed in network marketing because we had this get-rich-quick mentality. It's not because we got dogmatic about our rights. We didn't get caught up in what others said. So I want you to think about this. I don't want you to procrastinate. I want you today, before the day is out, to start writing your eulogy. Don't let the, the, the day-to-day frustrations get over you and where you don't have anything done. Mark Yanelver says this. He says, remember, if you win the rat race, you're still a rat. Every time I read that, I think of some of my friends in organized crime who when we were young, their whole focus, their whole purpose was to become the head of the family. And I used to just shake my head. As, as a bail bondsman, I knew a lot of organized crime figures, and, and we, we had contracts with some of them to to bond out their, their prostitutes, their strippers. If any of their guys got in trouble, we would bond them out. I believe in our legal system, you're innocent until proven guilty. But I would sit there, and as they would share stories with me, nothing nothing that 
you know, I, I could testify against in court, just stories of, of their passion to become the head of the family, to move up the ranks, to, to be able to prove their worth. I thought, why? They, these, these dudes that run your all's families die some pretty tragic deaths, or, or worse yet, the justice system goes after them and they end up in prison. John Gotti out of New York. We we used to bond out people in the Midwest for the Gambino crime family and he died in prison away from his family. Lonely. Wonder what they said at his eulogy. See you need to describe yourself as the person you want to be. What charities, what organizations, what causes do you want to work with? What is it that you want to accomplish? Do you really want to live your purpose, be known as a person who did great things, or do you just want to be known as another rat that finished the rat race strong? These are questions. See, I believe, just like Greg believes, that once you're clear on your why, you'll find the right network marketing company that will be the ideal ideal vehicle for you to not only create the financial freedom that you're looking for, but the time freedom that you're looking for. And, and you know what? Here's what I want you to understand. You may learn this stuff and then decide network marketing is not for you and still use the principles that you've learned to become that person you want to be. My friend Dave Ramsey has done that. Dave Ramsey was in network marketing about 90 days. Realized this isn't going to work for me, but I can use the principles to build a billion-dollar organization and change people's lives. And I challenge you to go buy the book, Entre Leadership, most powerful business book of the 21st century. And Dave explains how he's built his organization. It's powerful. Greg writes this. He says, the interesting thing I find is that when people begin to get down to the core of what they're about, it usually has little to do with money or material acquisition. In fact, it usually comes down to making a difference in others. In studying psychology for most of my adult life, one of the human needs that God created in all of us is the need to serve others. The need to be needed And we get more pleasure in serving others than we do serving ourselves. Now, are there some narcissistic people that would disagree with me with that? Absolutely. I didn't say that some people are more mixed up than I am. I'm just saying that the majority, this is what it is. See, when you actually sit down and you look at things, and I've studied tens of thousands of network marketers, They're driven by providing more for their family, taking care of their their mom and dad in their aged life, helping to to get their kids to school. In some cases, I've got a good good friend of mine that the whole focus was helping his kid through drug rehab, working with prison inmates, helping the homeless, helping orphans, building building wells in Africa, helping abused children or, or, or wives. We used, to, we used to do a lot of work with battered women, and we'd take them to safe houses. The one thing that all this has in common is that it's a contribution to others. It's making a difference in other people's lives. 
Greg writes this, once you really take the time to figure out what your life is really about, then you will have a powerful why to do this business. Let me go back to, to the penny auctions. I'm going to go back to Zeke Rewards for a second because I've been doing a lot with them lately. The stories that I hear of people in the field. <clears throat> First of all, don't believe all the money stories you hear because those are preposterous. But the But the people that are out there, that are just like in any network marketing company, doing well, making some money, working hard. The stories they share are not about how much money they're making. It's not about the toys they've bought. I met a pastor who talked about how they were able to was take take the additional money that he had from his Zeke Rewards business and he put it to the church to pay down the debt that they were doing on a new building. I had a, an elderly couple who didn't really need to make more And the exciting part was what they were doing is they were actually building wells in Africa for people. I thought that was so powerful. I met some other people who have paid off their house, and now they're helping their children pay off their house. And, 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 and look, I'm not... I'm not endorsing the, the penny auctions or anything like that. What I want you to realize is that every person in every company, the majority of them are out there just like you and me, trying to fulfill that end game of our purpose, what God put us here for. And I believe that what Greg teaches in this book will help you do just that. I challenge you to go buy the book, Do Due Diligence. Just go to dodiligence.com. Because like Greg, I believe that once you write out the time, once you've crafted and formulated and turned it into a one-page document that will be your eulogy, you can then take that and you can download it into your, your smartphone. You can put it on 3 by 5 cards like I do, carry it with me everywhere. You will know what your life purpose is. And here's the thing that Greg says, and I thought this was unique. This one-page document will become your life preserver. See, I live at the beach, so I understand how important it is to have a life preserver. But here's what he says. When you are up to your eyeballs in the frantic flow of your day, when you're overwhelmed by the crap that's happening in your life, you can pull that document out and read it and understand that everything you're going through is worth it because you're headed for a greater purpose. See, that is what's important. As we close out today, this is maybe the most powerful thing that Greg has written in this chapter. If you don't get clear on your why, you'll never take the actions necessary to succeed, to achieve success in business. While the temptation may be to just move on and not work, don't do that. Focus on it right now and get it done. Hey, guys, thanks for hanging out with me. This is Troy Dooley here on RealMentorsRadio.com. Remember, live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous, stay strong, and I'll see you right here tomorrow morning. Bye now.